Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Brand New TAT Pod. I'm your host, Ben, of course, and we are joined once again by Elliot. How are you, mate? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you very much. I mean, I can't believe I've just wasted like 85 minutes being like watching Tottenham versus Palace until like the last like eight minutes of injury time. But, you know, what else would you be doing on a Friday night? And now we're here, so happy days. There we are. Exactly, mate. And uh, Mike, <laughs> how you doing, my friend? Yeah, mate, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Uh, yeah, same, same as Elliot, mate. I just wasted my time <laughs> watching Spurs. But uh, as I've said before, Spurs are not a side to be played with this season and they continue mm. to prove it. Mm. Well, they're proving it. Palace, mm, I'm not sure. I think their bubble will burst. Palace, God, Palace um, are awful. Yeah, I think their bubble will burst very, very quickly. But that's another to- co- uh, conversation. We're not here to talk about irrelevant clubs. We're here to talk about the most successful club in the country, which is Liverpool Football Club, um, who have been playing in Europe this season. Granted, it's not the Europe we all want, but we have been playing in Europe and that's what we're here to talk about today. But first of all, before we do that, I must shout out our podcast sponsor, which is yourfootcard.com. If you guys are into your FC24 or FIFA, I hate calling it FC24, it's FIFA. Um, <laughs> check out the company, guys, because you can customise any Ultimate Team card you want. You can get um, designs of players, you know, like real-life players, or you can even make your own one. As you can see here, a few happy customers with cards. They'll make a really good Christmas present if you guys are looking for for one for your little one or someone that you know is just um, a FIFA fan in general. So make sure you check out the guys. Use TAT Pod, and you'll get a cheeky 15% off your order let's get straight into this thing guys um without any further ado there is a comment uh the Anfield talk saying nunez 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 is that you mike or is that somebody else that's not me i swear that's okay, not that would be um that would be adam uh big up adam <laughs> um let's get straight into this then uh elliot coming straight to you mate we always talk about the lineups um we mm-hmm. knew that there would be some changes to this team but we also knew from klopp's um, comments that he seemed to allude to the fact that he was going to go over a bit of a stronger lineup. So when you saw this, mate, there was no way Liverpool was going to, to lose. <laughs> He's got it in already. How many, what, three minutes in? He's already got it. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, that's part of the fun, I think, uh, in this in this little group stage that we've got. Not to be arrogant and, you know, there's always a bit of jeopardy in every game, but Liverpool should be winning and we expect them to win every single game in this group. Um, so whatever lineup he puts out, it's, it's going to be fun. And uh, Chambers getting his debut, it's always a nice little bonus here. One of the one of the kids get, get I say one of the kids, like I'm twenty not twenty one years old. Um <laughs> but uh, it's always nice to see he's two years younger than me. That's more and more depressing each time and another another kid gets a debut. But yeah. Um excited to see Endo after you know me and Mike had a little debate a couple of weeks ago saying, you know, we want to see him starting more. 
Um, so I was really glad to see him when he played excellently. I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but lineup, yeah, it's fun. That's the only way I can really describe it as a fun team, which is going to exactly. be the case for the next was... the other three games as well. Exactly, and Mike, um, like like Elliot says there, Endo, we'll get onto him in, in depth a bit later on. But are these the type of games where you're thinking, you know what? He's going to come in and he's going to make these games his own, just like yeah, you know, it's, we, we spoke it's, about. It's what I was saying in my debate with Elliot. It was these are the games that he was. You know, I'm just always proven right, Elliot. As as seen it. You see, wow. my point. We are half agreeing because we're half, we half agreed. We half agreed. But if we're point scoring, <laughs> I, I've got to get the points in. But no, listen. And Endo did exactly what I wanted him to do, as we all wanted him to do. He performed. But these are exactly the games where the likes of him, you know, whoever third and fourth choice centre backs are of at the time, step in. Kelleher as well, mm. who we may have to comment on, to be fair. And it's just yep. a good opportunity for players to sort of step up and prove themselves. So if you look at Jones as well, obviously he's not able to play in the Prem at the moment until the suspension's up. And I thought he played very well again. Uh, and it's great to have that quality and depth. Absolutely. And we'll get on to uh, individual performances in, in a bit more depth in, in just a little bit. But guys, if you're in here, make sure you smash the like button, subscribe to the channel. If you're watching it on Twitter, make sure you retweet, like, but also come and check us out on YouTube as well, because YouTube is where it's at. You can leave your comments. We're not checking the Twitter comments as the stream goes on, but on YouTube, we most certainly will. Um, yeah, I was happy with the lineup. Um, I had a feeling that he would go with Luke Chambers at left back because the day before the game, I don't know if you guys saw this, but they did like the a whole tweet. piece on him. Yeah, um, about like his story and his development and all of that. So I was like, right, they're preparing this for him to start then, aren't they, really? <laughs> and obviously, with Robertson being out, Simicast has now become more valuable to the first team. So it was like, I just don't see a world where Simicast plays this game and then against Forest on, on Sunday. And, you know, you're looking at that, that Forest game and you're thinking, when Simicast has actually played well, it's usually against teams like Forest that he has had good games in for us. So um, definitely need him for Sunday. And that opened the gap for Chambers. And I'm not really going to comment on Chambers' performance because he's, you know, like like Ali said, he's a kid at the end of the day. They come in, is what it is. Like, if they're amazing, fantastic. If they're not, who cares? And... I didn't, it was good. He was solid. He held his own. But um, yeah, you'll get some people um, that go too far one way or the other. And I just don't think we should really be bothered about doing that at the moment. But um, it only took us eight goals, uh, eight minutes to get our, our first goal. And Mike, I'm going to come to you, mate. Um, obviously, Diogo Jota, Nunes, Diaz, Gakpo. It's a bit of a an attacking roulette at the minute, isn't it, as to who's going to start each game? But Diogo yeah. Jota didn't give himself any um, discredit after that goal, did he? No, not at all. I, to be fair, it's it's the first Jota goal in the minute where it's really got me on my feet. It wasn't a tap in. It wasn't a first time finish. It was uh, kind of reminded me of Jota in his first season for us in terms of the way. It reminded me of that one against Arsenal where he just like yeah. drops like all the bodies on the floor. He, he's he's oh, genuinely man. brilliant. You know, in terms of you know technically, he, he's absolutely fantastic, and it was lovely the fact he was able to actually display that in that moment. Uh, He's, he's the best finisher at the club next to Salah, just in terms of composure in front of goal. Uh, he really is. And like you say, at the moment, there's we've got five absolutely, you know, I'd say world-class players in our, in our selection for, for the front line. So, you know, Jota, Nunes, Gakpo, Salah, all did themselves, you know, no harm, <laughs> you know, in, in the last game. You know. Salah for the whole five minutes he was on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Salah came off for five minutes and buried a worldie with his right foot. You know, you, you can't really complain with the quality we have up front. Um, and you think we didn't even have Diaz playing that game and we know how good Diaz can be. So, yeah, it's great. And, you know, it's great to see Jota take that. It kind of reminded me a bit quite Suarez-esque in the way he sort of ran at the players as well, which was quite nice to have a little flashback to that. But, 
yeah, great finish to start the game. And uh, I think we all knew we were in for quite a game from that moment, to be fair. Yeah, we were. Um, but Elliot, the next 10 or so minutes, um, sort of something went against the run of play, really. Um, to lose fighting mm-hmm. the equaliser. And Mike said we're going to have to talk about Callagher in this, in, this, in this podcast, which we most definitely are. But if we hold yeah. the second part of that goal just for one moment, where for you was the you know when they play that ball into the second half? Where did it go wrong? Um, I, I don't think you can be too critical. Listen, it's a, it's a, a back line which you're not expecting Liverpool to play. You know, obviously a lot this season, so I don't think you go over the top. Uh, Liverpool systems high risk, high reward, and if you're going to play 19 and all that left back and. You know, Gomez, Gomez in the middle surprised me. I don't know about you two. I remember watching it at the time, thinking truly massive would be in the middle. Gomez got the piece with the right-hand side. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know what the thinking really was. But I, I, I wasn't, you know, they got to step up. But you just, I thought it was close looking at it live. And then, obviously, we got on together here. It's just, Alisson probably does better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really don't like to discredit Keller here because he doesn't play, does he? Like, that is the thing. It's, you know, he needs game time. Every goalkeeper needs consistent game time. And it is a shame to see, you know, he gets a game and then there's a bit of a mistake and then there's another one in the second half, isn't he? But, yeah, I mean, you don't want to be too harsh considering Liverpool won 5 1, but he does need to do better. He needs to probably be out a few further yards and then the ball goes straight at him, doesn't it? <laughs> he needs to make himself bigger and stronger mm. in all areas within just to finish it. He should be safe. There's no, there's no getting past that, really. He's got to make more of it, Alex. Like, he's, he's, he's got to make more just, of it. Yeah, like, make himself bigger and more threatening. Yeah. Allison does that every time the ball's near. <laughs> I, I feel like, like I feel like me. You've like, done better with that. If it was if it was a different goalkeeper, not Keller, you put Carrius or Adrian in that, and they do the exact same thing. The whole of the timelines up in arms. Now I love Kelleher, by the way. Make it clear, I love Kelleher. Yeah, he's no, a I brilliant think it's a fair keeper, But mm. I think because our fan base love Kelleher. That's the kind of mistake that I think is dependent on the player whether people make a deal out of it or not. And context of the game is important as well. Yeah, like, listen, you see, context of the game is important as well. But I feel like even if he, you know, even if we do concede that goal, he has to do more. He has to make himself Absolutely, bigger. Yeah. I just felt like reaction-wise wasn't great, but thankfully it didn't mean too much in the grand scheme of things, which is is fortunate and you know it's good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with both of you. I think um, some people, like I said earlier, the other way and say, well, this is why he's not good enough. But at the end of the day, he's a backup goalkeeper. Your backup yeah. goalkeeper, like Elliot said, you're not going to play very often. So when they do play, um, you know, they are going to be mistake mistake prone. And Kelleher, maybe he should have been moved on by now. If you're thinking of, you could think of two things. For a financial point of view, there was probably a time where he was worth the most like 20, 25 million. But now, you know, we don't know if you'd get that. Um, but also, he needs a run of games. Goalkeepers need a run of games, whether you're a number one or whatever, whether you're world-class like Allison or just an average Premier League goalkeeper. You need a run of games and he's not going to get that for us. He never will. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens if, you know, he is going to push for a move away. But I, yeah, you, you get people go over the top and say that he's, he's terrible and, you know, he, he's always been overrated. But I don't really remember anybody saying that when he was saving penalties in cups and stuff like that. So um, mm. it is a bit of a weird backup goalkeeper he's going to make a mistake I don't really care as long as we win the game um, 29th minute then I know we're cutting a little bit out there you know what I'm going to take this one because I've got a really big yeah really big soft spot for Wataru Endo, Endo I really do ever since um, he signed for the club and you know you get people from the, the first minute just being so horrible to him because one he's a guy that 
they might not have heard of because their football IQ and knowledge isn't as high as they lead you on to believe. And two, you know, just I, I've always said that everybody that we sign will be given at least one season minimum by myself. So when Endo comes in and, you know, we, he's announced and I get it, the whole Caicedo and Lavia nonsense comes to an end and we're left with this guy who not many of us, if any, have watched. Um, so from that moment, I was like, you know what? I really want this guy to deliver. I really want him to be good. And yesterday I was in the ground. I saw his first goal for the club. And there was just one moment. I actually tweeted about it on my own account where the whole stadium, and I mean the whole stadium, was going, Endo, 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 after he yeah. scored. And immediately after he scored the goal, I know I'm, I'm going a bit further on here, he skilled a guy out and put a worldly ball into the box. So for me, yeah. Endo, the goal was phenomenal. It was an amazing ball from Trent. Really good ball. Really good to see that because obviously Trent's not really had the opportunities to put those balls into the box recently. But when Endo scores and Endo celebrates, you see one, how much it means to him. And two, the whole stadium is just embracing Endo at that moment. And for me, that was the takeaway from the game. Endo, in these games, and we've said it so many times, when you want to win every competition, which we didn't need clarification for this, but Sobersly literally confirmed that the other day by saying we want to win everything. He said, there's no <laughs> point for the second goal runners up. We want to win everything. So if you want to win everything, Mike, you need players that can come in, that can do a job, that can, you know, play against Leicester City on a Thursday night and then maybe not play at the weekend. And for me, Endo is one of those players where, okay, he might not be week in, week out starter, but when he does start, he's going to give everything he's got and he's actually going to be half decent, which I know is a crazy thing, right? Yeah. No, I think the way I look at Endo, uh, me and you, I think me and you had a really good chat about it at one point. Uh, we, we both look at him in a similar way. We both have a lot of love for him and we feel like the reaction when he first signed was just a... It was over the top. It was and cruel. It was, it, cruel. It, it was cruel. I think cruel is the right word. I think, to be honest, his treatment by, by some fans, not all, and I'm not naming names, there are some people with large accounts that know that they get engagement when they talk negatively on players. And some really love to go hard on Curtis Jones and Endo. I, I, I seen it yesterday. We conceded. Endo's not at fault for that goal. And there was a certain account that decided, we all know who I'm on about. I don't, I don't know why they tweeted <laughs> it. I, listen, I don't know why they tweeted it. I was genuinely confused. Uh, but people, you know, agendas after agenda, I guess. But you know, each to their own. His performance yesterday was a, a very good performance. It, it just was. I think neutrally as a football fan, you watch that and you go, "It's exactly what you want from a six. Statistically, he was great on the ball. He was good to watch. Forward passing as well. He wasn't negative with his with, with the, when he had the ball at his feet. He's very precise with his passing as well, which is something I do appreciate. Um, he's got a very good way to pass him. I think his impact in midfield or in the defensive midfield role for us is very akin to what Minamino and Origi were for our attacking lineup. They are not players. He's not a player who's going to start. He's not. But he, because I remember when me and Elliot were going back and forth about this and I was trying to explain what I meant and it's just clicked. See, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to still like carry on with my point, but I'll let you carry on. because that, I, That's I think... fair. I understand your point. I do. Mm -hmm. I think for me, he is the number six equivalent of a Minamino, Origi. I get that. But I think, sorry to cut you off, but well, I think the performances... That I know it's listen context, less than a championship to lose a tenth in the French league, but then performances. My point was always McAllister at home against the deep block is fine, more than fine, you know, in the six. But and those progressive passes and them little gaps, I think there's a good shout for him to be starting more and more games, to be honest, if he can carry that on because it was a, a big thing against Leicester and the amount the consistency with it last night. 
I think I, there's a big start, big big shout for me that he should be starting a few more than just the little games in Europa League because you get you unlock a little bit of a different McAllister in, in my opinion if he's on the receiving end of some of them passes from Ender because the power position on them it's like mm-hmm. reminds me of some of Matip's passes if you know what yeah. I'm on about you know when he just fires them in but they're, just, they're all they're all like on target to the player so you know I, I appreciate what you're saying and I, I do agree because it, that would that makes sense that is what the transfer was but if a player plays well you know <laughs> as as it usually goes they should probably get more of a chance and that's what I was saying before and I want to see him more I've saw him again and I'm thinking you know what I still want to see him more if that makes sense so I love I love the fact this is like we've been on so many of these podcasts together but I love that this <laughs> is the thing that me and you go back and forth on all the time <laughs> like it's such an interesting thing but I will say with the McAllister thing just to briefly touch on that given the form of both Jones and Gravenberg on the left-hand side I really don't see McAllister moving into the left-hand side position yeah now, mm. I think for the balance of the team, you're not going to see Endo come into that midfield and uh, unless it's on a, a certain occasion. I, I really don't see it. I think the pace of the Premier League and pace of, pace of European and Cup competition is very different. I think he's perfectly suited to European football. I think he, he, he's brilliant for it. Uh, I, I, I think he'll do well in the Champions League for us as well. Like I don't think he's a, a stopgap by any means. I think he is a consistent Cup player for us. But in terms of prem, the pace of the Prem away from home, I just don't know if he's got it, but we'll see. We'll see. Like he's, he's, I don't. I think he's got a long career with us. I do think he'll be here for three, four years. Like I, I, I do. So we will see him in those games, no matter what. But a wonderful performance from him. His uh, best in the Liverpool shirt, and that goal will give him an absolute world of confidence. An absolute world of confidence. So hopefully he kicks on. Exactly. And um, uh, Elliot, coming to you for the next goal, mate. Um, Darwin Nunes obviously scores the next <laughs> one in. I want to talk about the Nunes finish and we laugh at Nunes and we'll get on to that in a bit. But, um, obviously, I want to talk about the finish, but I want to go to the run from Ryan Gravenberch because we can't talk about this goal without discussing Ryan Gravenberch and his impact yesterday and his performance. So first of all, mate, talk to me about him and then um, how it ends up at Nunes and the finish from him. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the last show for the game was uh, is the first time I watched them live. Watched them live again last night, and the conversation we may end up having is, what on earth were Nagelsmann and Tuchel doing? What what were they doing? <laughs> because mm. I, I, I and the Dutch team for their like arrogance and stupidity of not putting him in the team. It, it he is he is a player and a half, and the fact that he's still settling in, and you can say that for all the new midfielders, it excites me, and I'm, and this is why I was so eager for them to do the rebuild properly in the summer because. You know, no disrespect to some of the Liverpool players that left. They're legends and will be legends until the end of time. But they were done and they wouldn't have been the same excitement watching them on the field as the seeing the Graven Birches, the Endos, the, the Spurs, Lies, McAllisters. And Graven Birches, like every time he takes a touch, he just goes past and he's so elegant with the ball and the amount of fouls he gets. It's such a rare compliment, I think, but it's it's necessary because no one can get near him. Um, so I, it's 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 one of them. Where I understand your point, Mike, in terms of the endo thing, where you, you don't really want to take Gavin Bitch out of the team, do you? Because it's almost like you keep him in and you're carrying on getting better. It is. It's mad, isn't it? It's 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 just really interesting. And I see some points on Twitter with Tuchel saying he doesn't want to move away from a four-two-three-one. But you, you make you make. <laughs> I'm not saying the Bayern Munich team should be built around him, but you you make a role in that four-two-three-one for Gavin Bitch because the ball carrying is 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 sublime. It's it's it is just it's. So fun to watch, and I keep going to that word fun because it, 
sometimes you just need to, to have a bit of a, a bit of enjoyment instead of stress watching the football. Yeah. I think your Europa League is is you know the strongest point for that because I, I the amount of times I just laughed and smiled that that game yesterday instead of being stressed, which I'm sure we will be on game, Sunday. Yeah. It's what that's what the group stage will be, and I, I'm I'm all for it. Obviously, I want to be in the Champions League, but seeing the that Champions League this season, Europa League's just a bit of a laugh, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's fun, man. I agree with you. I felt I feel the exact same. I was watching the game yesterday, and it was enjoyable, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because it. it mm-hmm. I never at one point felt like we were going to lose the game, which you know maybe that's no. arrogant. Maybe that's arrogant, but it's true. Felt, it's not. And it's true. It's it is what arrogant. it is. But it, yeah, it is what it is. You know, I like you. It was just so enjoyable to watch. Yeah, players going out there that you don't usually see. You know, playing well as well, which is always great. Nunes just. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that. By the way, but Gravenberg, yeah, what a player he is, man. On midfield in general, they all bring something different that I don't think we've been used to. You know what I mean, and it's it's so nice, mate. It's so nice. it's like eating the same three course uh, three courses <laughs> for five years, and then someone's just put some incredible Italian dishes in front of you. You don't know what you, your palate doesn't know what's going on, mate. And it's just amazing, mate. I absolutely, I love it. Yeah, and look, the Nunes um, finish for this for this opportunity was brilliant, and like I said, the Gravenberch run was insane. Um, but I think Nunes, up until this point, and even after this point, he was doing really well because there was that moment as well where. He like ball rolls the defender, um, and mm-hmm. I think the the keeper makes a good save, and he just looked confident and he looked brilliant. And we'll get on to the the bit where he again looked brilliant up until the decisive <laughs> moment. Um, but we'll get on, we'll get there. Um, let's just briefly talk about this for a moment. Callagher kicks it straight at the defender. Um, this was in the forty sixth minute, so we're winning. Um, what's the score at this stage? So it's it's three, three one, one at this moment. Three, yeah, so um. This was an opportunity for Toulouse to get back into the game. And um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, the man who supposedly can't defend, um, runs back and defends and makes a save. And Trent, I, I watched Trent after the game and I think he's done himself a bit of a disservice, to be honest, because he says it just hit him. But I've watched it back and I wonder if you guys watched it back. It doesn't just hit him at all. Like He's literally pivoting on his feet. And then at the last second, he goes the way where it goes. And I was thinking... I don't know why he's just said on, on maybe it's just because he don't want to come across as arrogant. I don't know, but it's not just hit him. He's made a split decision, like literally in 0.1 second. And he's gambled the way and he's gone the right way and he's blocked it. And if that goes in, Mike, you know, we're sat here and I'm sat here saying like, oh, we knew he was going to win the game, but three, two, they've got an amazing away support. You know, it has to be said, we have to oh, talk brilliant. about them. They were absolutely phenomenal all day throughout the city. They were just incredible. So, Three to Anfield, and we know like teams again without being arrogant or cocky, teams that come to Anfield, especially in European nights, it's like a cup final for them. So if that goes in, mate, if Trent's not made that block, second half is probably a bit different, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It's, it would be a completely different game, and I must admit the way they started the second half was outstanding. I think to lose play some lovely football, and they they did yesterday. I was very impressive to watch, and like you say, their fan base have have always been phenomenal. And my stepdad was telling me about how uh, in two thousand and seven. We, we applauded them. Like, we were singing with them at one point. It was an incredible moment my, my stepdad uh, reminisced on. Um, so they've always been fantastic. And yeah, listen, they start great. And listen, I think that opportunity is two things. Don't get me wrong, it's great by Trent, but it's a poor finish. It's a poor finish. <laughs> he, he's got the... We, you know what I mean? I think Trent, yeah, he is being on it. I, I, he's being modest, but I also think he's being quite honest. He's put himself in a good position because the guy's... Maybe the guy was a left pegger. And you know yeah. he didn't look comfortable. Maybe he, you know, maybe he's read that really well. There, I'll give him credit. But the guy had the whole goal to aim at, and <laughs> you could see where Trent was. So, I I do think a more composed player 
a little yeah. bit more berries that uh, every day of the week. So we got a little bit of luck and also a good amount of quality from Trent as well to get back on the line and to put himself in a good position and to be alert. You know what I mean? So you don't you don't win if you don't take the risk. He took the risk, so and it paid off. That's that's how I see it. I don't know how you see it, Elliot, but. Kind of oh, terrible miss, terrible, terrible, terrible miss. I was, I was, I was stood there thinking I was, you know, scored. And I reminded me of Jossel against Wolves, and I started having nightmares. Oh, again, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 good defender, don't get me wrong. You've got to make the gamble, but like, he could make the other gamble and it could go wrong, couldn't it? But the striker, I, I think it was the winger, was I'm not too sure. My knowledge on Toulouse is not as uh, the highest standard it maybe should be, but uh. Yeah, I mean, right I mean the biggest thing, <laughs> the biggest issue, Catler here, isn't it? That just kind of summed it up a little bit more for me. That you know, he's just a bit rusty, isn't he? I mean, he has he's had an injury issue at, at, at the top of my head. I can't think of what the issue was, but he missed the last Europa game, didn't he? So you know, maybe he just needs to get a bit more minutes in the legs, which you know we should get against Bournemouth, you would say, um, in a week's time. So yeah, that that's the bigger issue with that. But you know, Trent does well, and the finish is shocking. We can't get away from that. <laughs> Shocking. Speaking of shocking Elliot. finishes. Yeah. Elliot, <laughs> <with> Mike, <laughs> you took the segue straight from the mark. Um, we are going to stick with you, Elliot, because I want to get your, well, there's not really much of an opinion, but um, if you guys obviously have been living under a rock and you don't know what I'm alluding to, in the 64th minute, Darwin Nunes skins a defender, leaves him to death. Absolutely sensational, right? Then he gets one-on-one with the keeper. You think, oh, he's going to slot it to his right. No, he rounds the keeper. <laughs> You're thinking at this moment, this is brilliant. This is Luis Suarez reincarnated. He's going to score this cop end. And this is going to be the best moment of Darwin Nunes' Liverpool career. This is going to be the best goal he scored. This is Luis Suarez, like 2.0. This is a Luis Suarez opportunity. Um, but yeah, he hits the post. <laughs> he hits the post before it's Torres Chelsea. <laughs> Exactly, and Elliot, it's uh, good to you, mate. Um, obviously, Graven Birch finishes it off, but yeah. I know you was at the game as well. Oh, you need to throw the ball for a good minute after Graven Birch put the ball. Oh, I mean. <laughs> I, I absolutely I, I I think he could be one of my favourite players ever and I that'll be the case until he hopefully retires at this club because I would never want to see anyone else because he's brilliant. However, I think every Andre reaction to that is the same reaction we've had to everything Nunes has done. It's like ha ha, you know, he's still a very good player. I'm never I'm never doubt that. But that was I'd be honest, that was the one time where I've been, you know, not oh Nunes is at it again. It was more of a bit like disappointment just because I think the build-up is so good. I did that the touch to get a pass to the defender is like the ball's glued to his feet and like you just see what he can do and then the consistency with missing them chances, you know, if that's Man City in a few weeks' time and he gets that you we're all sat here absolutely delivered and I just worry. You know that that may be the case, or even if it is Forest on Sunday, and it, it, they can never point because obviously they're the favourites for that. Let's not get, you know, let's not be around the bush. But it, it, the one time I've been a bit, you know, not oh, it's fine because even though he's, Liverpool still scored the goal, so I should be fine. And everyone was the new as Shank goes around the ground. You think, yeah, okay, it's fine. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but it just it opens up, doesn't it? Like the, the concern of it happening in the future where. There's another easy chance in a much bigger game where you're thinking, come on, because I don't want to be negative and I never want to be negative about Nunes because I think his quality and I think he will just get better. He's still 24. He has to finish them, though. He has to finish them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, it, there's no excuses, for, for, even for the biggest Don Nunes fans in, in the world. There's no <laughs> one that's going to sit here and justify that. But like you said earlier, you mentioned Fernando Torres. 
Yeah. I'm sure every striker has a, a moment or two like that across their career. So he's listen, just got to brush it off and go again, hasn't he? Of course. Listen, I've I, I seen a few people piping up about it. I've seen some City fans saying it as well. Like, what City <laughs> the other week? Haaland missed against West Ham from five yards out. I think it was West Ham. Ha- hang on, just before you go, Mike. Haaland wouldn't even have been in that opportunity because the first time he tries to do the defender is losing the ball. No, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for you, Ben. No, no, no. I'm not doing this for you, I'm talking over you, Ben. I'm talking over you. Haaland is the best number nine, right? Haaland would not have had that opportunity. You put me in the corner. not have been in that opportunity. You treated me like a spaces person. How dare you? I can't say, mate. Haaland wouldn't have been in that opportunity to score the goal because he wouldn't have. Do you know what I'm saying, Elliot? No, no, don't you dare defend that. Don't you dare. I I understand the point, and because Haaland is so, 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 so good, obviously, like he's going to be one of the best ever, but I I understand it ever so slightly. I understand that ever so slightly, though, because there is some aspects of Nunes' game where you can probably argue it a tad better than Haaland's, but Haaland is obviously on there a different planet. I, listen, I think, boys, 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 I don't think I'm sorry. No. I, boys, I, you know what? I'm not doing this with either of you. I feel like you put that out. But, like, do you not understand I, the, the no, point no, no, a little I mean, bit, Mike? I, mean, I am being deadly serious. I don't think he's on another planet. I think he's on another level. I don't think he's on another planet. Oh, so the worst, worst level and worst planet. <laughs> right, hold on. Okay, yeah, let's, let's, this is going to be a tangent, but I, Ben, I, I, I've got to have this with you. Haaland, right, as a striker, as a, just as a goal-scoring striker, right, is the best currently on the planet as a nine. I've never disputed that. Right. So, cool. So, that's, that's the layer that I put there. I feel like we're on spaces arguments here. I'm not doing this here. But like, <laughs> Does that mean he's going to dribble past two players and get a chance to yeah, score? But he's done goal. that a million times for Dortmund. So, yeah. Has the he? only reason he doesn't do that for City is because the positionally, Guardiola doesn't want him moving. Like, his movement was top-notch at Dortmund. But I don't, for City, he just plays in the box. I don't know why, but that's just how he does. Anyone who watched Dortmund can agree with me there. Like, But listen, it is what it is. Back to Darwin. I'm not talking about Haaland on this. But like, <laughs> Darwin, unbelievable. Yeah, I agree with Elliot. Listen, if he misses that chance against the City or the United when the game's tight, I won't be laughing. You know, a guy on Twitter pointed out to me, uh, you know, it's like, you wouldn't laugh if that was a big game. It's like, fair enough. His performance yesterday was brilliant. And I'd argue in terms of understanding the position and what Klopp wants from that position, that was his best performance in that role yesterday. I thought in terms of tracking back, winning the ball back, dropping into well, link up play. Perhaps in the moment where his like controller just off. connects on the arse. <laughs> did his thinking? batteries fall out of his legs? Did his batteries because <laughs> he just stopped dead and then he woke up and he was like, Oh, my bad, by the way. And then he is comedy. He's pure comedy. I've not loved a player like him. And I was saying this the other day to my mate. I've not looked a pl- loved a player this much since Suarez. And before Suarez, I didn't love a player like that till since Torres. He is that kind of player, and he's got everyone's hearts. He's got a lot of Liverpool fans' hearts. And, uh, mate, what an assist it was to play it off the post to Gravenberg. It's the greatest assist you'll ever see, isn't it, really? Because um, it's completely intentional. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you that's go. what Redbird says. Big up, Redbird. Um, Nunes, didn't, um, Nunes didn't miss. He wanted to help Ryan get his first goal. Well, second goal. Second, second yeah. goal, yeah. yeah. Um, so... We already know that, but um, big up Redbird for getting involved in the comments. Um, look, it is what it is. Darwin Nunes had a brilliant, a brilliant game yesterday. Um, apart from the miss, everything else he did was perfect. And like I said to Mike, he's just got to brush that off, go again next time, 
And I believe he will. We throw him out there against Nottingham Forest. I think he comes away with a goal or an assist because at the minute when Darwin Nunes is playing, he's leaving most games with a goal or an assist. And I just looked at the stats and Erlen Haaland's only on three more GA than Darwin Nunes this season. So when you compare it to last season and by this time, sorry, yeah, Haaland was already on about 20 goal contributions. Um, yeah. I think, you know, obviously I'm not going to deny that Erlen Haaland's a better striker. If you want goals, fine. But I don't think... I, I, you I want entertainment. You, you could call me deluded. Yeah, you could call me deluded. You could call me whatever you want. I don't think the gap is as big as people make out. And I do think that, um, you know, Darwin Nunes, obviously, Haaland as well is still young. But he's nowhere near the end. I, I don't know how much better Erlen Haaland can get. I know how much better Darwin Nunes can get because Darwin Nunes, like I said, he's still raw. You see that yesterday. In a couple of years' time, when he's like 26 or 27, you're thinking, if you're missing them, then there's a big issue. Mm. But whilst he's 24, I'm still not excusing it. You know, get him out, out the way now. Get him out the way against Toulouse at home in the Europa League before we play Real Madrid in the Champions League final and Darwin Nunes is leading the line. Yeah, so bro, listen, that's what I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And the thing is, Haaland and Nunes are different types of strikers. That's as simple as. Like, what you get from Nunes, you don't get from Haaland. What you get from Haaland, don't get from Nunes. I love Nunes, and I wouldn't replace him. And I think the way we play Nunes is perfect for, and the way he is as a person, I just, I, I adore. And we all adore. Exactly, yeah. We love him to bits. Absolutely. Every single person in the ground always loves Darwin, no matter what he does. Um, let's talk about the 93rd-minute goal then. Elliot Mohamed Salah uh, comes onto the pitch, like he does yeah. for the last five minutes of Europa League games just to get his goal. Um, when Salah celebrated, I did think, you know what, that's a bit of an over-the-top celebration to score the fifth goal against Toulouse at home. But then I quickly realised that Mohamed Salah had become mm. the all-time yeah. Premier League goal scorer in European competitions. And the likelihood is, Mo Salah is obsessed with stats, Elliot. He would have known that going into that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think he would have made this of himself, to be honest. <laughs> um, I, I Listen, I, that stat should... Uh, not be underrated because wow <laughs> i mean every stat that he ever has uh should not be underrated but that one is is i know it's you know a couple in the open league but who cares he's won a champions league um so i, I can't it was a lovely finish by the way right foot i want to see more right foots from him as well um yeah Gapo assist as well whether he actually does mean it or not <laughs> i can't really remember i don't think it's a and then adam passes it but he i think he gets i think he got credited the assist so Important that Gapo got some minutes and gets a little goal contribution if it is registered as that. And Salah, that record, uh, being beaten on me in that record is, it is it's incredible. I can't, it's one of them again where you're thinking, it only seems like he's been here in a couple of years. You think back on the, the tweeting out like Carter five years ago today and he scores in 2018, just thinking, how does time fly? Like, wow. But um, I'm glad he's got another record and let's hope he carries on breathing him. Yeah, Keith Bray, the way Salah is as a player, I just, I don't, I, I feel like we can't, we don't fathom just how good he is. Like, he is our fifth all time top goal scorer, potentially within the next two years. If he stays for two more years and he, let's say, scores 25 this season, 25 next, he finishes career as our fourth all time top goal scorer. That is, that is unreal. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just don't feel like we, we fully grasp just how incredible that is, honestly. Um, no, I, I will say, um, I, I, if, you, if you're all right for me too, I think there was a moment in the yeah. stadium last night which was highlighted, uh, and I think you know, as a, you know, as as a group of people, you know, we we have spoke about it. 
and we do want to address it briefly. Um, you know, I think everyone that watches football that has a good idea of what's going on at the moment, you know, we condemn what the the club have chose to do in this instance. At the end of the day, Liverpool are a club that have always stood for, you know, for what I believe have always stood for the right causes and, you know, the 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 right side of history. And I think at the moment, you know, we all know what's happening uh, in Israel and Palestine. And I know people are going to say, listen, it's football, stick to talking about football. But just very briefly, I think it's important that, I don't want to make sure I word this right, but, you know, I won't speak for the other lads. I'll only speak for myself here, but I look at what's happening. And I think it's important we use our platform and we use our voice. And what's happening right now uh, in the conflict between Israel and Palestine is awful. Um, we, I stand with Palestine. Uh, I stand with the people there. I think what's going on there right now is absolutely tragic. Um, I've been doing my best to be informed about it. I think it's hard to cover it all very quickly or briefly, but I do want to keep it brief because obviously I understand we're here to talk about Liverpool. Um, but the club, I feel have done a disservice for what the club actually stands for. Um, if you bring a Palestine flag uh, to show support in the same way you would for Ukraine, in the same way you would for any tragedy that's going on in the world, you should be supported because um, that's what the club do. Um, we support people that need support and we say you'll never walk alone. So at the end of the day, we should stand by that. Uh, and yeah, I just wanted to put that out there and hopefully uh, that's clear. But yeah. Yeah, very well said, Mike. I think that is it pretty perfectly summed up. Um, I think TAT's, TAT's stance on the whole thing has been um, quite clear on, you know, that we stand with those in Palestine and, you know, you see these things, these unimaginable things happen before our eyes and you're looking at the government and like Mike said, we are here to talk about football, but there are far more important things in life um, going on right now. And we're so privileged and lucky to be sat in, our, in the comfort of our, our homes, talking to each other on a screen, which is something that, um, you know, those of Palestine won't be able to do tonight because they are cutting electricity, they're cutting um, broadband, they're cutting everything. So, um, yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. You see these, these images of, of children and old people and just everyone and what they're suffering and what they're going through. And, um like I said, we can't imagine it. And I just hope the government decide that they made a few mistakes in what they've said and what, what they've discussed and um, how the prime minister said that we are with the oppressors. Um, doesn't speak for me. He doesn't speak for those that I know. Um, no. So I just hope that we can come to an end and there will be a ceasefire, which is what um, a lot of people are pushing for now. So yeah, I think that was brilliantly put by you, Mike, and I think it was important to get that out there. And um yeah, just for anybody watching or following us on TAT, um, you know, you know where we stand with with all of that. So thanks for your comment, Aaron. Uh, we do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, let's close the video and this, the podcast off by um, previewing Sunday's game then, guys. We're going to, this is going to be interesting because this is supposed to take two minutes, but we're you two plonkers and I never know how long it's going to take. <laughs> um, I want to come to an agreement with this, right? I don't want to do three separate lineups. We've all got to agree. Um, all right, good luck with the left wing position then, boys. Okay, so we'll do Alison Becker. Actually, one piece of you're going in goal, please. Uh, yeah, I was. I have a Bruce Grudler in goal. What I'll do is I'll quickly put in the, put in the definites, yeah. Call, yeah, the invincibles. Yeah. These guys are, they're just, you can't take them out of the team because of. <laughs> Wait, shout out Danny Rainbird, um, by the way. Uh, if you want to just highlight that message, we're going to win by 41 goals, are we, Danny? 
<laughs> I, I appreciate you, mate. That's exactly the mentality. 41 goal win. Wow. That is. Darwin <laughs> Nunes score 40 of them. Um, right. <laughs> well, I think that is pretty much the guarantees that we know are going to start. McAllister um, will be a guarantee. Yeah. You think McAllister's guarantee? Yeah. In the play on Thursday. Yeah. You probably you probably should okay. go in with that for the rest of the team, aren't you? Like Canate. I mean, I think it's well. This is what I was going to come to. You. I was going to come to you, Elliot, actually, because mm. Canate was just dropped completely yesterday, and or not dropped, arrested. Sorry, I think dropped is a bit of a harsh word, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's not played for a while. He's been in and out for starting lineup. Do you think he comes in on Sunday? I, I imagine so, but I think I can't remember what podcast or game we were reacting to or previewing. But I've said it. I think he's been a bit, you know. If he, if if that's the right time to go with so far this season, I think injury problems aren't always you know, they're, they're always an issue with him, it appears. You know, he should have been sent off against Everton. Um, with two poor fouls in possession, he looks a bit, you know, naive at times. So I, I suggested that Klopp, I think Klopp prefers Massive and I, I, I suggested that he was favouring Massive at one point, but I think just to go with to be easy and, you know, predict, you know, he didn't play, so he's gotta play now. As far as the home, he's got the pace to maybe cope with the likes of give White and strength to cope with Oanoe if he is fit. I think he is. I haven't seen anything to suggest otherwise. So I would say he starts, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Don't... I'm in agreement. Canati, centre-back. Yeah. I've been critical of him this uh, this season because I don't think we've seen the Canati we're used to seeing. I know he's coming back from injury. But with Matip not having the legs in him to to play two games on a Thursday, Sunday, him playing the full 90 tell, well, tells me enough, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Gomez... I'd love to see Gomez start at centre-back because uh, I think he's Bring been sort of brilliant. But <laughs> it, it's just, it it doesn't seem to be happening. So, yeah, I think Canate centre-back. Gravenberch, LCM? Yeah. Gravenberch, yeah, yeah. Well, Jones serving a suspension. Is Jones I don't back see... yet, by the way? No. Jones is back after this, so he'd be back yeah. for after this. Okay, so we'll yeah. be Gravenberch. So, I, I don't see Elliot coming in. I thought Elliot played well, but I, I don't see him coming in the midfield three. And... Gravenberch went off on like 66-5 as well. Yeah. So... Tells me he's playing. I think, I think Elliot and Jones and Jones can't play anyway, but they played the whole game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got 90. I know Elliot didn't. Yeah, Elliot came off for Salah, but uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Nunes, there's no way in hell he's not starting this game. Um, for me, I think, again, he. Did he play the full 90? Off. No, he didn't. He no, went no, off no, again. He, mm. Yeah, he went off. Um, yeah, I'd say Nunes. But yeah. I just think just because of his form, and I know, again, people will allude to the open goal he missed and say, oh, what, what do you nah, mean? But like just, <laughs> I think the, the the reasons why people were saying like Nunes, because even the season at the start, he was in and out of the team. Like there were some games where he just wasn't getting on. Um, you and know, Newcastle it was all to do with pressing and defensive stuff. He's doing that now for me. He's doing it. So all these questions that people had over him about like his work off the ball, He's he's answering them. So for me, uh, I love Cody Gakpo. I think that he he could easily come into this as well, which is the debate of you know, are you gonna go more false nine, creative player, or are you gonna go with Darwin who's just well, I don't even know what Darwin is. He's just an absolute mental guy, isn't he? But um <laughs> I would go with Darwin Nunes. Are you guys opposed to that? Are you guys opposed I'd to say Darwin. Or... Yeah, I'd say no, Darwin? I'd say Darwin. I'd say Nunes side, as well. Left mm. sides where there'll be disagreements. Okay. Are you saying Jota? Well, it depends. I thought you would say Jota, to be honest. No, Diaz. Well, Luis Diaz didn't get a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what are we going with? What we want or what we think? Well, yeah, that's a good point. What we think would be the best. Diaz, if he didn't play. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't play at all, he he surely plays. And I mean, if 
Well, would it be Aurier most likely start? And if not, Williams on that side, Diaz should, yeah. you know, have a good game, please let's say. Please play Nico Williams. Please play Nico <laughs> he Williams. He scored last season, didn't he? You say that, he but did, Nico but Williams played blinders against us. Like, I don't... Like, Nico yeah. Williams has played nothing but blinders against Liverpool. Was, like, was that a huge deflection? It did take a deflection. Yeah, yeah. it took a deflection. Yeah, there yeah. we go. I thought it did. I was at that game. Yeah, it was massive. But yeah, he plays blinders against um, us. And I like Nico. I like Nico. But I think this is one where Liam might disagree because I did not like. <laughs> I hey, listen, I love disagreeing with Elliot. It's my favorite thing. I only hop on this pod to go at him, and also I'm kind of with Danny. I actually wouldn't mind seeing Gakpo start. No. I feel like we're not <laughs> seeing... the beauty of it. No, no. <laughs> not at Forest. I hope we need someone with a bit of a just, clinical edge. In my just, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. I think Diaz. I love Diaz, and I think he started the season brilliantly. I think he's gone off the boil last couple of games. I do, I, think I absolutely love this. No, no, because I'll Sorry. say this because I'm I'm actually I've been defending Diaz in spaces. I thought the Everton game he played well in spurts, but I also think there are moments which frustrate me with Diaz. It is what it is. I'm not saying that you have to drop him. I'm more than happy for him to no. start. But for, I think yeah, debate, but for the sake of debate, purely because that's what we're here to do, boys. We're here to have a chat. If we all agree. But the thing Everton. is, as well, I love this, Mike. I love this. I loved. <laughs> Mane, Firmino, Salah. It's the best front three we'll ever see. It will never be as good as that. Football games will never be as easy as that. You're never going to throw three players on and say, just go and score. I agree. Again. I agree. But this is just as good to me. We've got, like you've said so many times, five top class. Not, I, I don't think they're all world class. You say they are. I'm not. I, I think, think they're they all world yeah. class yet. But we've got five top class forwards competing for three spots. And I said this on the space earlier. With all due respect to King Divock, and Taki Minamino. They both did an incredible job for us in their own way. Obviously, Divock more so, but Taki with those cup runs, the semi oh, final goals. Won those two cups. Absolutely sensational. But when you compare the contrasting quality from what we had in the past, you know, you're looking at Jirdan Shakiri and on the right, if Salah's injured or at AFCON or whatever. And now we've got all these players that can just come in for each other. Shakiri. Fine. <laughs> we've got we've got three players that can play on the left now. Uh, fine, Darwin Nunes gets injury, no problem. We've got Gakpo and Jota who can play there. Obviously, the right side of things is still a question mark. We've got Elliot and uh, Ben Doak, who are both brilliant players, but a bit more inexperienced and probably not as direct. But, um, yeah, it's brilliant. It's a brilliant problem to have. Um, exactly. And yeah. I think if that is the team, I don't think there's any worry for me. I think that's a convincing no. 3-0 win, if I'm completely honest. Um, and yeah. it's one of them where you wrap it up on the 70th minute and you can take players off. That's how I feel. I've got the confidence back. Like, no one's going to tell me to calm down like this year because I'm telling you now, what we had to deal with last season, right? Well, <laughs> no, I used to come on this podcast. I used to be like, not again, please. Why? <laughs> what did I do to deserve this life? What What have I done? Like, there must have been a previous life where I did someone dirty because I don't deserve this stress. Um, so now we've got absolute borders. We've not even spoke about Dom in this whole podcast, and we're going places. We are, and I don't care what anyone says. We are in the title race this year. We are in the race to win every competition we're in. We're that good. We've got a, the best manager in the world. I wouldn't swap him for for Baldiola. I wouldn't. 
And I'm not just saying that, I wouldn't. Um, and we've got a top a top squad once again. And I don't care if I'm over the top. I don't care if people look back at this at the end of the season, if we don't win anything or if we don't have a great season. Who cares? Because being a fan of Liverpool has always been about being optimistic as, as far as I'm concerned. I hate I this defeatist mentality that people have during the transfer windows. Uh, we didn't sign uh, Decore from Palace for 80 million. We're going to finish fifth or sixth. Shut up. <laughs> Who texts you before this pod? Um, He's fuming. I love it. I'm just, I'm just happy, man. I'm just... This this squad is capable of winning multiple trophies this season. And it, uh, like I said, Forest, they're getting it on Sunday. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because if you didn't know, that is my city. That's where I'm from. And I oh, know a lot of Forest fans. And <laughs> Mike, have I never told you that? No, you never told me that. No, yeah, Nottingham, that's where I live. Um, oh, mate, I'm lot, so sorry. A lot, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, listen, mate. Apology accepted. I was in Liverpool yesterday. I didn't want to go home, mate. Um, no, I don't blame you, bro. You're better I, um, off going to Tottenham. I know a lot of Forest fans, and when we lost last season, it was hell. So Sunday afternoon, we'll see what happens. We'll see whose phones getting blown up. I said you better off going Tottenham than Nottingham, but that's a. Oh, just better, just a Liverpool. Don't worry about probably, it. It's, it's, it's probably close. Look, I know this is on a tangent. Every city's got their good and bad parts. No, hey, listen, 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 um, listen. There's a, there's a great chip in Tucky. Don't worry about it. But uh, that's just where Nan's yeah. from. We'll, we'll uh, battle Forest. I'm, I'm wrapping this up because I need to go edit it to get it out on the audio platforms. <laughs> Guys, make sure you smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you after we've beaten Forest three nil. Yeah, never mind our thoughts. Yeah, go on. Oh, yeah. Sports Social Podcast Network.